0: Thank mm-hmm. you. another episode of On Shuffle with Cindy Lee. That's me. I am Cindy Lee Alves, your host, your succulent sexologist that stays On Shuffle. Happy holidays to all. We still are in the thick of over a dozen holidays and I just want to say happy holidays to everyone. I hope that you are loved and cared for in the ways that feel good and pleasurable and bring joy to you. Sometimes the holiday season can bring a mix of emotions. And I hope that we are prioritizing our self-care so that our cups stay full and we can share the overflow uh, with our community. Happy Kwanzaa. Uh, As I'm recording this, it is the, the third day of Kwanzaa, which is Ujima, which is collective work and responsibility. So shout out to those who celebrate Kwanzaa. As I mentioned in the last episode, I've been really just low-key trying to stay focused, not necessarily celebrating holidays, but loving to see the celebrations that other people are having and the joy that comes around this time. I hope that the joy that comes around here, even if it's fabricated, I hope it. Has a longevity and this joy continues on through 2020. 2019 is almost over. Folks usually use this time for either resolutions or, you know, getting the new year, quote unquote, started off right. I'm here for all of that. Like if you are into resolutions, do that shit. If you're not into resolutions and you kind of keep that same energy throughout the year, just making intentions for yourself, do that shit. Whatever works for you. I'm not going to be here yucking anyone's yum. The only thing I have pushback for is resolutions that are revolving around uh, systems of oppression, right? So when we talk about like diet culture, a lot of folks, in my experience, wait till New Year's to go on these quote-unquote diets that, that are supposed to make them lose weight in these unhealthy, disastrous ways. Do what you want, y'all. I'm sure in the future I'm going to have an episode on like fat phobia and the trash ass shit we got to deal with. But you know, you got free will. I will say that the one thing that happens around this time is people critique folks that go to the gym. And I get it, right? You're used to going to the gym regularly, and you know around this time it, it gets a little congested. But you know, self-soothe the way you need to if that's annoying to me. I, I look at that as people trying to implement, hopefully, implement some type of joyful movement into their lives. Uh, hopefully, they're not subscribing to a gym because they see that as punishment for not living a quote-unquote healthy lifestyle. I am still working on. My feelings around joyful movement and what feels good in my body. So I'm here for folks as they discover that for themselves and also for folks who are still unlearning diet culture and trash ass shit that has been put onto us to make us feel less than our valuable, worthy, amazing selves. Just know, you know, holler at me if you need me to come with you to a gym to cancel your membership because that's an example that pops up in my head how they make you well some places right like planet fitness makes you uh, go in person to like cancel your membership and how that must feel for folks who feel that this is you know there's shame i feel like there's shame and guilt that could be around that so you know that Makes me feel a way, and I want to just be like, Hey, shout you know, holler at me, I'll come with you. <laughs> and you, you cancel that shit, and you do whatever it is that makes you feel good, whether it's, you know, shaking your ass to a YouTube or whatever. Like, your body is yours, the ability to move it is yours in the ways that are play, you know, pleasurable and joyful for you. Anyway, so yes, that I'm not really here for, but resolutions and energy. T- Do you like I'm here for all of that. I'd love to hear some of yours. As you know, I am on like social media. Hit me up on Cindy Lee Alves, A-L-V-E-S on all social media platforms. I'd love to know what's happening. For those of you who follow me on Instagram and Facebook, you already know that I do weekly check-ins with folks on like what intentions you're setting for the week that I started a couple of weeks ago and I'd love to see you know what your 2020 intentions are so yeah so I've been thinking a lot about new year so I thought that you know being that this is the last episode of the year of 2019 that I would just talk about new year recap a little bit on the stuff that I've done and see where that goes in terms of our time together. So when I think about the end of the year, I'm trying to set more rituals for myself and like traditions for myself. And I've been thinking a lot about the new year and I've been thinking about it in these, these like sections. So what was really important for me at this time is rest, which is very challenging for me. I think for a lot of my life, I have uh tied my value and my worth to my productivity, and it's complicated to unlearn that at a time where you know I'm working on my own and productivity is important in terms of like my business and my livelihood, so like navigating the the ebbs and flows of that process, but you know also standing firm and like rest is necessary and part of liberation work. Uh, Shout out to folks like the NAP ministry who are very intentional about speaking about this and how that rest is a form of resistance on all these oppressive systems. It pushes back against capitalism. It pushes back against white supremacy. Uh, So I really appreciate their content. So I've been thinking a lot about rest and chilling, right? What it means to just chill, even when you have 50 11 tabs open in your brain so think about what feels good for you what feels restful for you sometimes it's not necessarily a nap but naps are awesome and not only given to young people right we deserve naps too if you know that's possible and to find some time i've also been trying to like myself even five minutes right five minutes of stillness or five minutes of not being on your phone or computer or being on for for lack of a better word so i think about what that means so maybe that's something for you to take a look at what is rest for you what is something that rejuvenates you recharges you to be able to do all the magic that you do whatever that is i've also been thinking about releasing metaphorically and otherwise so you know around this time I've always wanted to like clean up that's always been part of my traditions or the things that have been passed down is wanting to like have everything clean for the new year and come into the new year with clean laundry and and decluttering right and like focusing on uh, the things that are important I have been I don't want to say a hoarder because I feel like hoarder. I don't know, I have feelings around that word, but I've, I've called myself a hoarder before. I will say I'm a collector. <laughs> I've collected. I collect a lot of things that are important to me. I think it ties back to just feeling like things belong to me and also tying to this like fear of uh, forgetting and wanting to keep things present. You know, when I was younger, I used to. Be like, I'm going to keep these things so if something happens where my memory is impacted, that these will bring good feelings, right? But I collect a lot of things and I really have to sift through what's what will bring me joy, right? Like, what is it Marie Kondo? Like, what will spark joy and what are just memories that no longer serve me? Uh, So thinking about decluttering, making room for new energy and new uh, things to, to come into my life, right? So if you got clothes in your closet that you've been wanting to wear and haven't, think about, all right, am I keeping this for 2020? Am I giving it away? Am I going to give this to someone who would rock the shit out of it right now versus me waiting for like the perfect time? And there's layers to that, right? Like there is no perfect time. Where the fuck Wear it, wear whatever the fuck you want to wear at the time that you want to wear it. You'll need a special invitation to feel good in your body and, and and dress and be fly, right? Like sometimes our garments and the way we adorn our bodies give that kind of like confidence, self-esteem battery in your back that I think is beneficial for folks who just want to feel good, <laughs> So, yes, releasing. I'm still working on that. That is a work in progress. Oh, you're long for me. <laughs> Let me know if that's something that's part of your like 2019, 2020 stuff is to get rid of some stuff. So maybe we can be accountable to one another. Uh, another thing that I like to think about is reflecting, reflection. I like to reflect on. I know that 2019, 2020 kind of conversations have been coming around in social media about like what you've been doing in the past decade. And I just sit in gratitude for the Cindy Lee that's here in 2019, about to approach 2020 and how just to see the the evolution from 2009, 2010, Uh, I am a very different person than I was back then with all the, you know, good foundational pieces that I still love about myself. But, you know, you're changing, you grow. Uh, but I've been thinking a lot about this past year specifically. I've been wanting to like reflect back on me. Sometimes we get caught up in comparing our years, like our, you know, comparing within our reflection. So sometimes we I personally have some challenges around like holding space for my accomplishments and for appreciation, for being boastful and bragging about it. That comes from like being told you're too much or being told to dim yourself for so long that for so many of us, especially in my experience, being humble was such a priority. But I think, you know, there's a balance between that, right? Like, you can be humble and still, like, acknowledge that you're a motherfucking winner. Whatever those wins are, whatever you define as success, You there's a way to do it and still, you know, sit in humility, whatever that means. So this year, I actually took some time to, like, recap what my year has been. And I, I did a lot of, like, professional recaps. But I also noticed the pleasurable things that I've done this year and that I got to celebrate this year. Uh, And it was nice to reflect. I know it it reminded me that I tried to do this activity for myself this year. I didn't really stick to it, but I'm going to bring it up in case other folks want to do it. And maybe I'll try again for 2020. But some folks uh, either create a box or a jar where they either put memories in there or little trinkets or little uh, sheets of paper with particular memories as the year progresses. And then at the end of the year, they look into that box and and it helps them reflect. I think that's super cool. I've been wanting to do it. I haven't stuck to it yet, but I think it's good because it gives you uh, the joy that happened in the moment rather than you having to reflect back. And some things are very prominent in reflecting back. Like I have a good chunky list that I'm grateful for in terms of the things that felt good to me and that I'm proud of. But I also imagine the things that I might've missed out because they were successes, but they're, 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 you know, how memory works. They're just not at the front of my memory bank. So I'm going to try again next year. And if any of you listeners want to try it, you know, let me know. Or if you have tried it, I'd love to hear how that was to you know open it up in these next couple of days I'm assuming so yeah when it came to mine I know that it's easier or it has been easier for me to focus on because work is in my calendar I can look at my google calendar that'll pop up and I'll be like oh yeah that was great let me jot that down and then other memories will come about from like Things that I did that felt good for me that were also in my calendar, which trickled down to like other memories and connecting memories. So in terms of like all year, I'm really proud of 2019, how I prioritized my health. I had to do a lot of things in terms of uh, appointments and dealing with doctors, despite my discomfort and like my lack of trust around our medical access in the United States yeah so that's still an ongoing thing but I didn't put it on the back burner which is something that I've done before I have been more like I said earlier been more focused on a joyful movement practice and what that looks like for me and what feels good for me and moving my body feels really good and being intentional about uh, giving me some time to like shake my ass moment to moment, like I didn't realize in all the times that I was going out and I was going dancing more regularly a couple of years ago, uh, how much I missed that, right? And how much I I dictate the shoulds in my life, and I feel like I I don't need to be in a dance group like I used to be. I didn't I don't need to go clubbing as much as I used to be to enjoy. Uh, dancing, Right. Like I own and I am the person in charge of my time and what I do with my time and my body. Right. Thank you for that privilege. So I make sure that. I shake my ass and it feels really good. Right. It feels it uh, feels good in my body and it also makes me feel better when I'm feeling funky, too. Um, and I also noticed that I do enjoy some other movement practices that. I didn't enjoy for so much time in my life because it was always tied to a punishment, right? Like you are supposed to do these kind of exercises because you're fat and fat is bad and you need to be not bad, right? So that kind of the rebellious inner child, I guess, in me is like, nah, I don't want to do that shit. But now I'm noticing and being more grounded and in my body that some of these things feel good. Um so yeah, a lot of wellness has been my thing for this year. And with that tying it to like my my work, I said no to gigs. And that's something that I find that I'm super proud of and important because for someone who was raised uh poor or working poor and someone who just has to survive in this world, right? Especially as uh, a New Yorker for 95 percent of my life. Uh, to say no felt really good and it felt like a privilege to be able to say no. So I said no to things that I that I've noticed in my years of doing this work that I just don't want to do right now that is it just isn't in alignment with where I want to be even as I'm figuring out what that specific purpose is right or the wide range of purposes that I have. I know that there were some things I didn't want to do, right? So, for example, I've done a lot of adjunct work in my life, right? I was an adjunct professor ever since, what, 2008? And I've noticed that, you know, there's a bunch of things I have feelings around adjunct work, even though I love teaching and I love teaching undergrad students. Uh, love, you know, there's there's moments, but I, I miss working with undergrad and working and teaching sexuality to college students but I said no I said no to some adjunct gigs I said no to some classes that I I was like yeah I could do them but I feel like you're just putting me in this position because you need a teacher to fill it I don't know anyway I said no to things I said no to things uh, that were, you know, opportunities that were trying to pay me nothing that weren't in alignment with the things that I do unpaid work with. So that felt really good, you know, continuing with my mental wellness and therapy and all these magical things that I'm really grateful for, including my three year anniversary with my lover. I am super happy and grateful that uh, I have a lover who is super supportive and my partner in crime and my partner in healing. Uh, some other recaps, I had some first times for myself that I'm really proud of um, and had really interesting reflections on that I didn't realize were things, like didn't realize that it was gonna bring some stuff up in my head and in my, in my heart. So it was the first time this year that I taught seminary students and I didn't realize that that was going to be a thing in terms of like, it just didn't hit me when I was, when I was doing it, I was teaching seminary students on how to teach a particular curriculum of sexuality education. So they were going to be teaching it to, I believe, young adults and adults. And that was a really interesting experience. I just find it funny that as I continue to grow and connect myself more to what my own spirituality practices are that I um, am put in these positions and given these opportunities to share space with folks of varying spiritualities that I think is really interesting. This was the first, this year was also the first time that I was someone's birthday surprise and no I didn't pop out of a cake although that would have been hella fun. But I have a homie in New York City that we did work together. We met working at a nonprofit that will not get any of my mentions. I haven't seen her in so long and we see each other on social media. But I thought it was so sweet that her lover reached out to me out the blue and invited me to her 30th birthday party. And I went and I was in Brooklyn. I thought it was so sweet. And with that first time being a surprise, I also had some bomb ass tiramisu during my room service in the hotel so shout out to downtown Brooklyn even though it does not look anything like it did before but that's for another episode uh it was the first time so another thing this year it was my first time seeing Anderson Pack live I took my lover to see him perform out here in Connecticut and we love him and it was a really good show and it's interesting because I know I had mentioned it really quickly at the last episode, but how like no name was talking about how she's going to retire from performing because of who's in the audience. And it just reminded me of our time with Anderson pack because, uh, we got seats a little closer to the front cause you know, yay. And also it, it was for my lover's birthday. Her birthday's in May. The majority of the folks surrounding us were, um, uh, not looking like us so it just made me think about that time which I thought was really interesting and how they were going hard but I was still very like I'm gonna enjoy and be present and listen to this music and also don't fix your mouth to say any type of n-word you get me so what else oh and to counter that so for my birthday my lover took me to Minnesota and like didn't let me know anything (laughs) although low-key I kind of had an inkling of it, but I wasn't 100% sure because she wasn't telling me. She was just telling me that these days I have to like block off. But she didn't know and until I saw it closer to the day that uh, when she booked the flight, that the airline puts it in my iCal. But I kind of had a feeling. Anyway, so I was in Minnesota because she took me. To freaking Paisley Park, y'all. Like, I don't know. I feel like that deserves a whole ass blog or entry or something. Because that experience, yeah, I don't know. That was a lot. That was a lot. And I think it was beautiful. And I'm so grateful. And he is amazing. And, and also, it didn't hit us. I'm glad it didn't hit us. But it didn't hit us until we left that we were standing where he died and what that energy felt like. Cause I felt something there and I was like looking around and I went behind some little hallway and there was just a door there. So I was like, all right, I'm bugging. And this was while they were like collecting our phones because they made us put our phones in those little bags to lock it down. You couldn't take pictures of anything. So yeah, it didn't hit us until after that, right where we were standing is where it happened. And I don't know, but it was beautiful. To be there and to like, you know, he was in there. That was his crib. He was walking in those steps. He was in that kitchen. He was in these studios. We were able to go to a couple of studios, and yeah, it was a lot. And I'm and I miss Prince. Like he was a homie to me, but now he's just my patron saint. And yeah, I'll see if I can find the one picture that we were allowed to have because we had like this VIP experience. So they gave us like this USB drive where you had a picture that they took of you in one of his more like current studios, like his big studio that he was in most of the time. Uh, But I don't know why I thought they gave us a USB and it was going to be full of pictures of like the whole crib, but it was like, no, here's a USB and here's the two or three pictures that you took, which is dope. And I'm super grateful, but I just found that really interesting. (laughs) I'm like, all right, cool. I got a purple USB. Anyway, we had a really good time in Minnesota. I felt really good bringing in my my 35th year in the house that Prince built. So yeah, anyway, back to first. See, this is taking way longer because I get all like nostalgia and like feelings and I have a lot of water in my birth chart. 2019 was also the year of my first visit to Cuba. I was able to go to Cuba at the end of October with a few folks, shout out to Amina and everyone at the Atlanta Institute of Tantra. Uh, We had an amazing time going and experiencing the culture of Santiago, the people, um, and having really rich conversations about African spirituality uh, across the diaspora. And it was a privilege and an honor to be like, fuck it, let's go to Cuba for me. Because the past couple of years, the majority of my trips have always tied to something professional. Like, I'm going to go to this conference, let me enjoy whatever location they had it in or I'm gonna go to this conference and it's somewhere that maybe my homie want to come with me or my lover wants to enjoy while I do the conference bi so yeah I was really (laughs) blessed to be able to go to Cuba with the folks that I went with and have that experience and also I think it was timely that as soon as I got back to Cuba and I spent a couple of days in Miami because my mom lives down there and I get this article that says that, that now the United States can no longer travel to Santiago and some other parts of Cuba, that now we have to travel to Havana and then take charters to different parts, which made me sad. It, it's not going to deter me from being able to visit Cuba again, hopefully connect with the folks that I connected with there and the richness That is in Santiago. But yes, I'm definitely going to talk more about this uh, at some point and share more about my trip. Lastly, I want to tie the last two firsts that came up for me for 2019 together because they both have to do with this podcast. This is my first time launching a podcast on my own. I do the editing. I create the graphics and... I'm just really proud of this, even though it's still in its baby stages. I finally said, do that shit, right? I wanted them to just make it happen and reflect on the glows and grows as they come. And it's funny because, and this is the other first that I'm ending these firsts with, is... I applied to facilitate a workshop at a podcast conference without a podcast. So I've said before that I've been wanting to do a podcast for some time now, but I was hung up on like where, what topics, all the things that are in my head, right? Like I want to talk about all the things, but I know I'm going to talk about sex and sexuality because... That's the work that I do and the passion that I have and that is connected to so many things. How can I like convey that to folks? Anyway, I was in host of podcasting Facebook pages and support groups without even having a podcast. And the call for proposals for PodFest uh, came out and I was like, look, That's one thing I know that I am good at and have had experience in is coming together with a proposal, making a workshop happen. So I proposed this workshop and I said, I don't have a podcast. My podcast is going to launch in October. That was a push in the direction. I ended up launching in November on 11-11 and here we are. And I am so grateful to you for tuning in and listening And I foresee more experience, more excitement, more engaging conversations with this podcast as it continues to grow and evolve. So I took the risk to submit this proposal. Uh, I didn't hear from them and I saw some other folks posting about them getting accepted. So I just figured, no, no sweat off my brow. I'm straight. Like, I'm good. If I don't get it in, that's fine right like i'll try again i have a podcast now that pushed me to get my podcast out and if that's all that it did i'm good and happy and grateful for it what i thought was amazing though is while i was waiting to hear and already thinking that i didn't get it i won this giveaway in the women of color podcasters group shout out to them and i won a ticket uh to podfest i won a ticket to podfest in orlando for next year and I'm ready. I'm ready to go into a new type of conference. I've been doing a lot of sexuality conferences. This will be my first podcast conference and I'm, you know, ready to tackle this new hat. And it's funny because I think a little after I won I finally got the the rejection letter about my proposal, but I was already like fine and good with this quote unquote failure, right? Like I was like, no problem, I'll try again next year if that's something that I'm interested in, depending on where it is. Cause I don't know if this is a conference that changes locations year to year. But anyway, I took that as a sign. Good things are coming and I am attracting all the magic of wonderfulness attached to my new baby so i'm just gonna end there and also add that these are just my experiences this is me trying to share a little bit with you please don't use this as an opportunity like to compare what i've done this year to what you've done because whatever you've done is valuable and i'm glad that you're here and i'm glad that you're able to listen to this episode today And I'm glad and hope that you bring in 2020 exactly in the ways that you need and want to. Uh, There were a bunch of things that I didn't talk about, including some of the failures that I've had. You know, I've had a lot of no's be told to me. I've had a lot of things that didn't go the ways that I would have liked to. And I'm here and I'm grateful and I'm grateful for any of the lessons that I've learned with the things that weren't. You know, sunshine and roses that happened in 2019 or anything that I had struggled with in terms of my own wellness and the challenging things that that go on in every day to day life. I think I'm going to add to the show notes uh, a couple of things that I've done in terms of my professional work in case I have some sexuality professionals or folks who are interested in the field of sexuality that want to see some of the things or some of the lanes that are available to you, you know, if and when you're interested in doing this work. There's no one way to be a sexuality professional and I'd like to shine a little light on that. So I'll put that in my show notes. And yeah, again, thank you so much for listening. I hope 2020 is exactly what you need and want. And I hope to connect with y'all more in 2020 please reach out to me at cindyleealvez.com that's a l v e s as in sam it's my whole government that's my handles on instagram on facebook on twitter let me know give me some feedback let me know what you want future episodes to be we're starting January with uh, some interviews I'm gonna start interviewing some my people